0: The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. Oh, come on. From I I was doing a wind-up and then I just kind (laughs) of... No. You know, you throw the ephus pitch. Terrible start. Redo it. (laughs) Yes, yes, y'all. Thank you. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on the facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice either way thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show i'm sitting here sitting over there at the helm today making a sound good wearing a shirt with a bear on it mm-hmm. she is Duchess of the dorks she's ashley pickle
1: howdy we both wore bear shirts. We, yeah. Uh, you no. know why? Because we're going to summer. camp. You know?
0: well, we, well, well, I didn't call you and let you know, hey, it's Bear Shirt Thursday. <laughs> but, uh, you know, here we are.
1: But it might as well be. It might as well
0: be. <laughs> Today is Thursday, August 13th, 2020. Ooh, Thursday the 13th.
1: I thought about that when I was typing that in. We were one day away. A Friday the 13th in 2020? Shut it down. I'm not getting out of bed.
0: I mean, there has to be a Friday the 13th. I know.
1: And it's probably going to be like...
0: Like the last... Like December. Yeah. Poop. Uh, Watch your language, young lady. This is a family (laughs) show. 105 days till Thanksgiving, episode 1009. 1009 is the Dave Stenhouse episode. He was 109th in um, alphabetically for players in Rangers franchise history, although he played for the Senators for two years. Went to two All-Star games, too. On today's show, me amigos, a me amigas, we are going to uh breakdown. We're gonna continue our series of summer camp, uh talking about the twelve FPS teams in the state of Texas, cause they're still playing right now at twelve oh five PM at August on August thirteenth. Huh? Uh, we're going to talk about the Rice Owls, Hoot Hoot. We're going to talk about uh, Mike Blumgren's squad and uh, why I have some pretty high hopes for them. Uh, and then back after the show, we are going to check in with Shahan J. Raja, our college football insider here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. To talk about the state of college football. There was some big news today coming down from the Southland Conference. Uh, we will get into that, plus where we stand with everything, Big 12, SEC, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, Conference USA. All of those things coming up here in the back half of the program, so stay with us. Tomorrow, 5 p.m., Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Kahoot! We are going to play trivia. We're going to do our happy hour trivia. Uh, we're bringing it back because this has been a bad week, uh, and so we could all use some fun and frolicking. So uh, Friday, 5 p.m., Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. You can uh, come and hang out with us. Pickle tried the qu- – I made the uh, – all uh, – Spit it out. Yeah. <laughs> Take two. In three, two, one. Pickle tried the quiz today. We have twenty three of the twenty four <laughs> questions ready. We are still waiting on the Lance Pickle question of the week. So yes, Lance. I text him. If you're watching, we need the Lance Pickle question of the week. But you tried it. It was tough. You got six twenty three. Yeah, and I feel like I dialed it up this year.
1: Yeah, and we won't give it away, but there are some new types of questions that I was a big fan of, Yeah. so that we've got some new additions coming in. Also, real fast, before we go any further, Mm -hmm. uh, Phil Van, you made a good point as to our pre-show topic, that if you wanted a beer tomorrow, just get like a tall boy. Oh, that's what
0: I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to get a tall boy.
1: Because then you can have it and not feel like you have to drink six of them, and they sell that in uh, like uppity up beers and not like
0: oh yeah no the pee water i i have to say yeah i have to say that of all the things that have come all the good things that have come about with the um the craft beer revolution everybody's making beer now the fact that now
1: you can get good beer and you can get tall boys
0: good tall boys yeah it's pretty good all right uh do we first four through the door
1: we sure do it was andrew christensen aaron flynn rob hadaway and phil Vaney. welcome in fellas hi
0: friends and now pickle
1: get in losers
0: we are going to summer camp it's summer camp our preview series where we take a look at the 12 fps teams in the state of texas and hoot hoot it's the rice owls because we're going from west to east okay we've done 10 we're now in houston mm-hmm. and rice is on the west side of Houston. So, next week, we'll close it all out with the Houston
1: Cougars. Because this is a Longitude and Latitude podcast.
0: This is Except Tepper doesn't know which is which. This, yes, uh, but Latitude is one of them. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into the Rice Owls. Hoot, hoot. Let's talk about the state of the program. They're, I think— They're on a heater. The, the, well, look, they're the hottest team in, in college football in the state of Texas. Okay. They are a team that won their last three games. They started off 0-9 and finished 3-9.
1: Yep.
0: They won at Middle Tennessee, they beat North Texas, and they beat UTEP on the road. All three of those, by the way, I mean, look, UTEP was bad. They were real bad, right? But it was on the road. Mm -hmm. That's That's not nothing. North Texas, it's a good win. And Middle Tennessee, it was a good win on the road. Um... In Murfreesboro, ah, I remember. There where we it go, is. yeah. Um, the <laughs> so they're the hottest team in college football in the state of Texas, and look, I think right now, if if you recognize that what Mike Bloomgren, our buddy Bloom, what he inherited there at Rice was a real tough scene. Mm-hmm. It's a real tough scene. I think that if you are a if you're a a Rice fan who is looking at the big picture. You're like, you know what? Last year didn't start great, but they got better as the season went on, mm-hmm. and this is probably about where they should be. Yeah, you would love them to be going five, six, seven wins. It's not to say that they, you know, that they, they, they that they're satisfied with what they they've got. But I think if you're Rice, you feel like okay, the Mike Bloomgren train is on the tracks, mm-hmm. but they got to keep chugging forward. I think that this is an important third year. Fix it. You've got to look for steps
1: yeah. and not leaps. I you can't. That, you can't reasonably right. look. Rice was death. Rice was
0: never going to go from one and eleven to mm. eleven and one. No. it just wasn't going to happen. But last year felt like a decent step forward. They went two and eleven in twenty eighteen. They went three and nine last year. That's a step forward. And, and and I know like. It's it's just weird to compare programs across the state of Texas that like look. If Texas went from 2 and 11 to 3 and 9, that people would be like fire the coach. Mm-hmm. At Rice, that feels like it's a good step. And yes. it feels like now can they build on that. So I think the state of the program is promising. I think the state of the program is in a, is in a place where they feel like they should be. So, a lot to like about about that. Let's start with our offensive breakdown. Let's go to the offense. Um and look uh, 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 they 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 need a they need a quarterback. Yeah. Um. It a lot of it comes down to quarterbacks. In spring practice, in late February, they had seven quarterbacks. Which is they narrowed it down to three. Unbelievable. <laughs> they think it's it's basically Javonni Johnson, Mike Collins, and and Wiley Green. They think it's probably going to be Mike Collins. Mm-hmm. Mike Collins a TCU grad transfer. Um, they think it's gonna be Mike Collins. A lot of guys, not necessarily a locked and loaded option. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's that. The running back spot, I'm actually pretty bullish on. I like the running back spot. Juma Odwagano, I'm I'm a a. have I've I've said on this program before, I'm a big fan of. A big fan of what are you giggling at? Nothing. <laughs> um
1: Sorry. I received a text message. Sorry, Got it. <laughs> continue. <laughs> um,
0: Juma Araviano. I'm a big fan of. I want to see him get more carries. I want to see him um, stay healthy. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. I think he's going to be a key part. I like the off- uh, the, the running back. The offensive line. Mm, mm, yeah. Tough, tough. Uh, they're, they're bringing in some grad transfers that they they feel like can 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 fill in some holes. But look, this is and there a lot of this comes down to whether or not. Mike Bloomgren, who is fundamentally an offensive line guy, mm-hmm. can he get that offensive line moving in the right for, right direction if he can or, you know then the, then suddenly the maybe they can outperform what kind of the tea leaves say because right now the tea leaves say they don't have a ton of experience they Mm -hmm. weren't very good last year why would they be good this year well that's the thing when you have that
1: many quarterbacks that you're trying to nail down a a guaranteed starter you have to have an offensive line that can at least give the guys a couple plays here and there to show what they're working with until they can pin someone down
0: well here is the best part of the offense the best part of the offense is that if they can find a quarterback he's got a good core to throw to Mm -hmm. okay austin trammell i think is a star Um, uh, Jordan Myers is super promising at the tight end spot Um, uh, Bradley Rosner the Needville kid at the other wide receiver spot there is a lot to like about the receiving court can they find a quarterback and can they get an offensive line to help support that quarterback that's a huge question but that's that's the strength of of arguably the entire team Mm -hmm. is the receiver core I think the receiver core is really really solid let's go to the defense um Look, I thought the defense actually. When you're talking about what got better last year, mm-hmm. I think the defense. Took there a step improvement. Forward. There was improvement as the season wore on. They got better and better. And if you're just looking at numbers, they bring back a good amount from last year. I think the strength of this team is in the is in the linebacker core. It's in the mm-hmm. middle. Blaze Aldridge and Antonio Montero. Um, I'm, I, I really like this. I really like this linebacker core. You're adding Treshawn Chamberlain, uh, the kid from South Carolina. I like this linebacker core. I would say that the next thing that I like would probably be the secondary. The secondary is pretty good. The secondary brings back um all almost all of its starters. Right. Uh George Niakwal is probably the star here at the at the safety spot, free safety spot. Um and there's some they have recruited well mm-hmm. at the sec- in the secondary, so there's some good depth there.
1: And they were really good at forcing turnovers last year, too. It was yeah. just the fact that the offense couldn't do anything with them, but I think that people would say, oh, it's Rice, we can kind of mm-hmm. ease up, and then, bam, those DBs were right there yeah. to pick
0: you off DBs, the, a the, lot. The defensive backs were really solid last year, and I think that they could be again this year. Then there's the front. And the front, I'm wary of. I am a little bit worried. There are guys I like. I like Elijah Garcia at the tackle spot. Uh, I like Trey Schumann off one of the edges. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenneth Orgy is a guy out of, out of Fort Bend that I think is a good rush end. But the depth here is a real Last. question mark. The depth here is a real question mark. And if you are going to rotate guys through, first line, fine. Second line, almost complete unknown. And that's going to be a question, is can they develop that kind of quality depth? Um, my breakout player. My breakout player, I think, is going to be... I mean, I could go with Juma Odoviano because he missed almost all of last year, but that's, that's kind of cheating. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Gabe Taylor. Gabe Taylor is, um, um, is, is a really interesting case. He signed in February. He is actually the brother of the late Sean Taylor. Um, He played football for the first time since eighth grade last year. And he picked off five passes and returned them for... T- or, 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 or he picked off ten passes, returned five of them for touchdowns. He's obviously got like a super high ceiling. Mm-hmm. And if they can find, put him in a good spot, I think he's got a chance to really make some noise. So I would say Gabe Taylor is the guy that I'm keeping an eye on. Let's talk worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is that it turns out that last year, that last that that last year, that late season win streak was like a dead cat dead cat bounce, mm-hmm. right? Right. That it turns out that no, it's just you know you were playing teams that you snuck up on Middle Tennessee, North Texas was was in a bad way, and you beat a bad UTEP team. Mm-hmm. It turns out that it was nothing, um, and. You see a step back in the building process. Like the offensive line doesn't come together. The defensive line gets exposed with, because they don't have a ton of depth. Um, they don't figure out the quarterback spot. They That's waste a big one. They waste a wide receiver core that I think is really talented. Maybe they get struggled with injuries again. Juma DeViano gets hurt again. Mm-hmm. Something like that. It's easy to see that, and it's easy to see them slip back to like now. Look, we don't know. Again, caveat: we don't oh, know no. the schedule. <laughs> blah 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 blah. All that fun stuff. They're supposed to play Lamar. Lamar says that they're still playing. We'll see. We'll talk with Sean J. Rod here in a moment, but. That is um, – that's something that, to me, it's easy to see of like, oh, you know what? It turns out last year that was, that was a fluke. You know what I mean? That actually – it's not a sign that the program's moving forward. In fact, it was just, you know, you got lucky. I don't think that's the case, but that's – it's easy to see that that would be the case. I don't think that's the case, though. Let's talk about best-case scenario. The best-case scenario is that um, you find a quarterback, the offensive line gels, and the offense goes from like m to like pretty good and the defense is as good or better than as it was last year and suddenly you're talking about a team that is in serious contention for a bowl um and at that point you want to talk about buzz around that program that would be really really exciting if they could be able if they could do that now look again all of this comes down to we don't know what the schedule is i know i have twitter but um I, I do think that if things break right Rice could be challenging for a bowl, bowl game and that would not be nothing. That would be something that I think is a, is a is a sincere uh step in the right direction for this Rice program. So, um look, I like this team. I like this program. I like where they're heading. Uh I know you guys know that I'm a Mike Bloomgren stan. Um I I, I maintain that I think that this program's heading in the right direction, and I'd like to see them take the next step. If they take that next step, then it's like it's full steam ahead, and and things are going to start kind of turning. They're going to go from in a conference and in a division, especially that is there for the taking. They can immediately jump back up and be one of those one of the, the in that upper echelon of the CUSA West. So there's Rice. That's summer camp. We're going to close down summer camp next week with the Houston Cougars on the east side of Houston. Mm-hmm. But for now, please make sure you take down your tents when you're not tenting them.
1: We just turned tenting into a
0: verb. That's a verb. Okay. Don't don't tent or do tent.
1: Do tent. Tent responsibly, but not while you're tinting them. Please
0: tent responsibly. <laughs> We're Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash DaveCampbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash DaveCampbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Sorry, I got me in my ear there for a second. That was frightening. Is that what what people hear all the time? Yes, it's terrible. Why do you guys watch the show? I do not know. Ah! com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's TextFootball Insider. We would appreciate it. We'll send you this. I'll go back. We'll send you that. All right. We're going to see if Pickle can get Shahan J. Raj on the line. We have him on. Uh-oh. Um, still. Shahan, do you read me? Uh-oh. Shahan, do you read me?
1: Nope.
0: What are you doing, Pickle? I... okay pickle's gonna call shahan J. raja our college football insider we're gonna give you a call shahan we got to figure that out it's so finicky because it, like, it works
1: it works with uh, a lot i mean last are you week... go- are you gonna
0: blame shahan no Ooh, she came really <laughs> close to play shahan i love infighting i don't love infighting uh okay text football.com to subscribe tomorrow 5 p.m facebook.com slash dave campbells we are going to be playing trivia Hang out with us. It's going to be either. fun. Hang on oh, you're things. still on. This nope. is... <laughs> How have we made it to a 1,009 shows? That's amazing. Let's go to the, the hotline show? pickle. <laughs> Let's bring in the college football insider for Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, he is Shahan J. Raja. He's been a busy, busy guy the past couple of days. Uh, Shahan, seems like it seems like every time I look at Twitter, something else is breaking. Uh, wh- what, is, what is the very latest that has come down probably since we've been on the air?
2: <laughs> well, hopefully nothing since we've been on the air. But, uh, but the Southland Conference became the latest today to uh, officially cancel fall football, push your conference schedule to the spring. Um, with that decision now, uh, every single NCAA conference that plays sub-FPS football will not play this fall. They'll be playing in the spring. So if nothing else, uh, we do know that we're going to get a little bit of the spring showcase in the spring. So uh, that should be kind of fun. But but yeah, things are just happening so fast right now.
0: Yeah, it's, it's we've been saying it all the time. Write down your plans in pencil uh, these days. Now, I, I want to make sure we, we clarify here. The Southland has said that they are at the they are going they are canceling the fall football season for Southland Conference play.
2: Thousand dollars, and if I was uh, Houston Baptist Athletic Director, I would not want to just throw away four hundred thousand dollars. So uh, they are going to let them play those games. And in the in the couple of hours since this has all come out, we've already seen that a couple of programs. I, I know that Stephen F. Austin is one of them, and I, I think Abilene Christian was another one. They've come out and said that we want to play potentially a couple of fall games. You know, They're potentially going to try and see if they're able to play anybody else uh, in addition to obviously playing uh, their non-conference games uh, for monetary reasons, as you mentioned. But it's going to get really complicated. Obviously, one of the complications too is that I believe that now we're down to only two FCS conferences that are planning to play football in the fall at this point, and, and obviously that's subject to change. So even if a, even if a school wanted to do that, finding – here institutions that would want to play in the fall still might be difficult.
0: So what you're saying is that it's it, it's entirely possible that we see a team like Houston Baptist or like Stephen F. Austin that plays, let's say, two games in the fall and then kind of takes a break and then and then tries to play a, a, a spring normal conference season?
2: Yes. And so the thing to remember through all of this is that for all of the teams that are Planning on playing in the spring, they still get some uh, opportunity at least to to practice in the fall, to work out in the fall. Like a lot of these campuses, you know, students are still coming back to them, right? So they're still going to have access to weight rooms, they're still going to have some organized workouts and things like that. Um, you know, th- the big thing is obviously just trying to limit the amount that they're able to do that. But in an instance like again, like Houston Baptist playing Texas Tech. You know, it's not like these kids are just going to be, you know, show up at on campus a week before the game and you know just go out there and, and you know be put in danger per se. Uh, you know, this is going to be that that guys are going to kind of be there and maybe things will ramp up in the week or two beforehand. So, uh, look at, at the end of the day, I, I think that every FCS school, with you know, the exceptions being maybe a Sam Houston or or North Dakota State, you know, they schedule these games knowing that. Uh, you know, they're getting a check for it, and that's the main reason that they're playing the game. So uh, I do think that a lot of schools will try to to do that, and then obviously even some you might see try to schedule a couple more at the FBS level with a lot of uh, with a lot of Power 5 conferences potentially shutting down non-conference play as well.
0: We're talking with Shahan J. Roger, our college football insider at Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at Hashtag TF Today. All right, let's move on to the FBS ranks because um, – Texas is now one of the very rare states in the, in, in the nation that is presently not, all their colleges are still planning on playing, all their FBS colleges are still planning on playing in the fall. The big domino that fell, or, or at least I guess maybe stood stood tall, was the, the Big 12 coming out earlier this week and saying that they are planning on uh, playing a fall schedule right now. Um, you, they, they come out with a, a, a different schedule they, they announce these things um, your read on the situation right now as it stands with the Big 12 um, it, it seems like it's full steam ahead but are, uh, do, do you feel like this is something that, that's going to stick
2: Listen, I I think that with all of this, all of this is just true until there's an outbreak on a campus or until something happens, right? And so I do think that the Big 12 is going to try to move forward and do everything to play. You know, I I mentioned a few weeks ago when they announced their 9 plus 1 schedule, but, you know, the idea behind all of this is to space out games enough that there could be cancellations, that they could reschedule things if they need to, if there are players, uh, you know, who are out because of COVID. Um, So... I think that all indications are they're going to give it their best try now a a bunch of them have been in camp the last couple of days um you know as much as a week really and and so far you know from what we've heard things have been okay now i think that the complication is going to be and, and this is true for every student but uh when people return to campus and when they have to go to class and when they have to interact with people who aren't necessarily you know outside of their bubble per se you know obviously they're not doing like a true bubble but outside of their social bubble Um, You know, that's when I think this stuff is going to be really put to the test. And the Big Ten and Pac-12 decided that they don't feel like they have the ability to do it. The SEC, ACC, and Big 12 at this point feel like they do. So uh, until something concrete comes down that proves one of them wrong, I I think that they're going to try to go ahead and do it.
0: Um, And now, you know, that obviously has ripple effects down to the um, group of five, where the other three conferences that are still in play for the fall— all comprise, all include Texas teams with Conference USA, uh, the AAC, and uh, and the Sun Belt. Um, the, all the all the focus has been on the SEC, the ACC, and the Big Twelve recently. Do you get the feeling I, I've thought for for a while now that the next conference that does it may end up being a tipping point, even if it is the AAC or the Sun Belt or Conference USA. Um, do you feel Do you feel the same way that that right now this is this is a kind of a six a six conference group and if one of more were to the break off that could uh, that could lead to a uh, more dominoes falling?
2: Yeah, I think that one thing that makes this interesting, right, is that you look at the the country regionally and and look at where shut down, right? It's the midwestern conferences, the MAC and the Big Ten, and it's the West Coast conferences, the Pac- uh, the Pac twelve and the Mountain West. So far basically the entire South and the entire East coast have decided that they're trudging along, right? They're going to do this. I think that if you run into a situation where, uh, where one of these Southern conferences, like you mentioned the Sun Belt or the AAC or, or one of them, if one of them says, we really don't think it's safe enough to be able to do this. I, I think something that's going to be interesting is, well, okay, let's say that, let's say that the Sun Belt does that and the SEC trudges along and there's an, a problem, right? I think that all of a sudden, it makes the SEC look a whole lot more negligent if mm-hmm. other conferences playing at this level in their backyard, uh, you know, declared that this was too unsafe to play and, and, and they went ahead. So I do think that, you know, when you're at six out of 10 conferences, I mean, we are we are close to a tipping point one way or another. There was talk that if the Big 12 had decided not to play football in the fall, that would have been it. That potentially that could have been the, the last, uh, you know, domino to fall and could have uh, potentially sent the other conferences into the spring as well. But right now we're at six, Uh, you know, look, will the Sun Belt individually be enough to do it? I don't know. Will conference USA be enough to do it? I don't know. Certainly if one of the three power five conferences did, I think that would be enough. But, uh, but look, we're, we are on a very fine line right here. Mm We're walking a tight rope. And if uh, if one or two more things end up changing or going wrong, uh, I think that everything could crumble at every, any second.
0: It is. It's, 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 it feels like we're on a precipice right here where it's it's either we're going to have some football in the fall or we're not going to have any. But uh, we, will, we will find out. One last question for Shahan Raja, our college football insider. Yesterday, Texas A&M revealed their new uniforms for the 2020 season. Um, the helmet is officially missing. Uh, the, the logo is missing the bevel. And so I want to make you very unpopular with at least one portion of Aggie <laughs> fandom. Shahan Raja, are you pro-Bevel or anti-Bevel?
2: I, I really like the new one. I, I really do like the new one. I, I think that it just looks a little bit more simple. I think it looks a little bit more old school. I think that it uh, really helps remind us of some of the Aggies good years. So I, I am definitely in favor of this new outfit. Okay.
0: He's Shahan J. Raja. He's our college football insider. Follow him on Twitter at Shahan J. Raja. Uh, Shahan, appreciate your time. And uh, I I don't really have a clever outro. Uh, thanks for calling. Listen, we
2: we got to figure out how to get this uh, this video thing working again. Uh, look, I, I got all showered. I got all <laughs> ready. <running.
1: laughs> I showered man. for this.
0: John's, working, John's been working from home. He's like, I put on a shirt?
2: <laughs> right. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. I don't I don't have to leave the house ever. Come on. It's mm,
0: a good point. John, appreciate your time, man. <laughs> Thanks for having me. There you go. Shahan J. Rajar, college football insider here at texasfootball.com. He put on a shirt. I showered. I showered for this. If that's not the... the, the like quote of 2020. Yeah, exactly. That's that. That is the the quote of 2020. I showered for I this. I showered for this. Uh, and now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts.
1: I don't know. Yikes. Uh, one really cool thing that was put in the comments. I saw it on Twitter the other day. I think. I I uh, I don't know if you know this, but one of our good buddies, a very loyal viewer to the show, Aaron Flynn. Um, him and his wife were approved for foster care Radical. that they can yeah they he said in the comments that he they've been trying to have a kid for five years and it wasn't working so they decided to pursue foster care and they may end up getting their first placement today so i thought that was a super very cool. very cool happy to
0: piece of news that's good that's good news that's Congrats that's to good news we like
1: good news mr and mrs we Flynn. like good news around yeah
0: here. Uh, it's very very cool yes um i've 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 told people about this before but you know like like my wife and i before we had hank we we struggled with, with getting pregnant as well so like that's super duper cool mm-hmm. that uh that you you get to experience that so that's awesome, <laughs> yeah, awesome. a good piece of news here on good a thursday. good news thursday it's <laughs> good news thursday and big Bear shirt sure thursday, thursday. <laughs> it's gonna do it for us thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbells follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbells and of course see us at texas thanks again to shahan J. raja for being our guest and for, for- showering shower for, co- for I Ash- bet his wife appreciates us. For for Pickle. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young. Please can get your player of the year trophy. Remember, five o'clock tomorrow. Facebook.com slash Dave for playing trivia. We'll see you tomorrow. Text football today.